ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. Hi, I'm Irene Watson, and I'm the Managing Editor of Reader Views. And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners to episode number 136 in our series. Tonight's topic will be From Indie Musician to Indie Author, Everything You Need to Know to Do It Yourself with special guest Bill C. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Now, tonight we're on line with Bill C., who's the lead singer for the critically acclaimed L.A. indie rock band Divine Weeks before continuing on as a solo artist. He's just released his first book, 33 Days Touring in a Van, Sleeping on Floors, and Chasing a Dream, a memoir about breaking away from a turbulent upbringing and going on tour in a tiny van across the U.S. and Canada in the summer of 87. Bill has a unique perspective, having watched the music industry revolutionized by the Internet, and with the advent of self-publishing hitting the literary world, he sees a lot of similarities. So he's using his DIY know-how from his band days now to promote and market his own book, and he's here to talk with us about that. Well, good evening, Bill. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to uh, talk to you again. I uh, talked to you before about your book, and so it's great to have you on Author's Access. You, uh, Bill, had uh, DIY'd your music and, of course, has a lot of background in that area. So what were you able to bring over from doing the music scene to self-publishing your book? What were some of the main topics that you were able to use that you learned I mean, it can be very daunting to, um, you know, promote your own book. I mean, it's literally like a a full-time job in itself. But for me, um, I mean, my roots are, you know, in do-it-yourself from my band days, which were, you know, pretty much the whole idea of success doesn't come to you, you go to it. And, you know, you can't wait around for you know, the world to notice how grand you are. You have to go out and make it happen. I mean, that was just basically in the DNA of that whole scene. And so, you know, it took me 12 years to write my book, and I didn't want to wait around for years to see it published when I could do it right away. And, you know, putting it out myself didn't scare me. It was a logical step. It's just what I've always done. And so what was, um, you know, with this in mind, what was really the first step that you did take to publish your book? Well, um, and of course, <laughs> once you get, you know, waist deep into anything, you you know, you wish you could have a do-over, you know. But, um, you know, I, I, I've, you know, learned a lot in, in just, you know, the first couple months here of, of, of you know, doing this whole process. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just answer it this way. I mean, I think the most important thing that I've learned what I would love to go back and do over is um, don't wait until you publish to start researching marketing and publicity. And the one, number one concession I'd make, let's call it, to um, to commerce over art would be titling my book. I mean, I like my title of my book, but, you know, I, just, I did it in a very artistic way. I didn't do it in relation to, oh, what would be the best way, you know, to market the book. It's because that's really the number one 
search tool. You know, and the keywords are, are nice and your metadata and all these other, you know, fancy schmancy terms. But really that, that title is the number one way to optimize, you know, the, the, the search engine tools and, and whatnot. And so, you know, that's that's one thing to really think about first. And, um, um, you know, and, this, and really just, you know, my, my advice is really to make sure, you know, the because you know, there's a lot of self-published books. I think we get we get a, a bad rap because it's not edited well or it's not proofread well. And I think it's our duty as indie authors, really, you know, to try and make it absolutely as stunning as possible. And you got to make sure it's right, um, you know, or else you know you're gonna you're gonna be sharing the playing field with literally tens and thousands of other books. You got to make sure it's as best as possible. Absolutely, for sure. But before we leave this topic behind, let's talk about what would you change your title to uh, if you could do it all over again? I don't know that I have one answer to that, but it would probably be because there's there's so much. Uh, you get a lot of, like, people go to the Internet, and what, what do they look for? They're looking for things to solve problems. So I mean, I'd probably pose it in a way of, like, a, a how-to book, even though my book is not necessarily a how-to book. So, like, my book is about... You know, among other things, you know, uh, chasing a dream and, and touring indie and, you know, doing things yourself and, 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 and whatnot. So, you know, maybe I'd, I'd pose it more like, you know, a question, you know, like, you know how, to, how to chase the indie rock dream or something. Something that would come up in a Google search, let's say, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would definitely go with that as a subtitle, what you said about how to chase your dreams. I thought maybe you could use a pun since the name of your band is Divine Weeks and 33 days is like four and a half weeks, right? So you could call it Four and a Half Divine Weeks. I don't know, I'm just riffing here. It's my mistake. I should have come on this show first. We could have roundtabled it, had a whole <laughs> session, and we could have done this right. Okay. All right. So next, next book, definitely, okay? Well, you wouldn't be the first person to reissue your book under another title. I'm just saying it happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, second edition and all that, okay. <laughs> the other thing similar to uh, indie music is, is finding a distributor. How do you go about finding the distributors for your book? Well, I mean, you know, I, I, my first, speaking of two editions, or a second edition, my, my first run was with Lulu, and um, although they don't charge, you know, I, I don't find their... Um, uh, customer service the best. So actually, I've I've jumped over to Create Space on Amazon, and but both those services have really kind of affordable options to get yourself um, distributed pretty well. You know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You know, you can you know, get you in the bricks and mortar option as well. You know, it's only less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, I was just saying the. Uh still is a special order item for bookstores because uh, they won't really stock their shelves uh, from that kind of distribution. Oh, well, yes. As far as actually getting on the shelves, yes, that's yes. that's beguiling. I mean, you know, like in town here in Los Angeles, um, I mean, I just did a, a book release event at Book Soup, which is a really good bookstore here, and it was only because I did so well at the book release event and I sold 50 books that they went, okay, well, we want you on the shelves. But, I mean, you know, I can't do that. 
every bookstore in the country. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, 50 books, that's, that's rock book signing. I'm off to you. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was a good day. I mean, the one, the one advantage, one tiny advantage I have is I'm not just putting out my book 33 days, but, I mean, not that I'm some big star, but, I mean, I am a long-time musician, so I, I have the option of promoting myself through through the music angle, too. So that's a kind of tiny bit of a blessing. And so I'm not limited to just the book blogs or book review sites. I, you know, I go by way of the, you know, the music angle, too. I try to get, like, for instance, I, I, I do a lot of guest posts on, you know, like doing desert island lists or something. Or, you know, like I just did a blog post with, uh, you know, indie touring then and now. What's changed? You know, and then, you know, it's a tiny little way to get the traffic moving back to my website and hopefully ultimately, you know, to sell my book. Yeah, I call that guerrilla marketing. It's really the best way to go in terms of use of your time and and value of your time. Right. Let's yeah, it's, it's like a ground about, war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a ground war, house to house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your book cover, has that evolved between editions, or are you happy the way it turned out? I am happy the way it turned out. I mean, that's from the tour, and you know, it's through the windshield. It's, it's kind of evocative. You know, it's kind of like the whole idea of, you know, chasing the dream, which is really kind of this gray <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, unknown entity out there. I mean, that's kind of what touring was. It's kind of like going into the hinterlands and searching for converts. Right. I get the feeling we could be in any part of the U.S. or Canada. It's such a desolate stretch of road there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bill, since you did the uh, self-publishing yourself, what were some of the hurdles that you had to go through that you weren't anticipating? I'm sorry, what was the last part? That were the hurdles that you have to go that you had to go through and you weren't anticipating that you were going to have these issues as a self-publisher. Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's really it's really a full-time job. Um, I mean, I literally spend hours and hours and hours every day trolling the web, you know, just trying to look for, you know, new and compelling ways, you know, to get the book out. Because as you well know, I mean, nobody wants to read or nobody is, I should say, is going to be compelled to click a link if all you're you're doing is shamelessly self-promoting yourself. I mean, like, people love to say... You've got to go on Twitter. Well, it's not just going on Twitter <laughs> and, and, and gathering followers, which is not all that hard, to be honest. Yeah. The question is, how how can you get people to say, gee, that looks like something funny, and not make them feel small and ineffectual by pounding them over the head with your, your message, but rather you know, send them a list of something that's silly or irreverent, and somehow that links into something you know, and gets that little traffic moving to your website and, and ostensibly to a place to buy your book. Um, like, for instance, just yesterday, it was kind of strange. Um, yesterday, this guy who, this writer who likes my book, um, he dropped in a, a totally random reference about how um, I got it just like Lady Gaga. I mean, it was just like I have nothing in common with Lady Gaga. But, you know, instead of just going to Twitter immediately and saying, Hey, look! I got mentioned with Lady Gaga. Aren't I cool? You know, I I thought about it and I I just sort of put like the little number sign that you know in front of Lady Gaga gets it in quotes. And you know, without saying it's all about me, I know that people who daily look for 
Lady Gaga at mentions on Twitter are going to click that. Now, the percentage is what? 2% maybe will see me in the third graph, and that will ostensibly get them to my website, yada, yada. But the point is is that, you know, you have to understand it, as I said, like it's a ground roll, a ground war. It's this long slog. It's not like a movie release. It's not going to be a big weekend debut. You know, most of the success stories about self-publishing authors are are battles of attrition. It's it's uh, and it's somewhat of a mystery. After about a year and a half, you hear most of them say, "I don't know why I started selling. It just kept happening." Exactly. Now, uh, you mentioned Twitter. Do you use uh, any other social media? Well, sure. I mean, you know, Facebook as well. And, you know, I, I have a YouTube channel. Uh, like I said, my, my one blessing is I, I have a lot of, you know, videos, old Divine Weeks videos that get traffic. And, I you know, I've tagged them all to lead them to the 33 Days website. And, you know, as I said, I did that, that book release event with some performances that tried to make that multimedia so all of this is it's like this elaborate if you've ever seen that that um that aerial shot of the Los Angeles uh, freeway system you know the the intertwine you know everything that's kind of like the way it all works we're just trying to get all these roads kind of leading towards you know the, the as best a job as you can do on your website and get that to be a portal you know for places to buy your book how do you use that facebook for your marketing or, for, you know, getting people to know about your book? What uh, tools or techniques do you use? Well, the big one for me, like I said, it's YouTube because I get a lot of hits for the Divine Weeks videos, and I re-tag them all to direct them to either the, from the YouTube channel to Facebook, you know, and that's also locked into Twitter and my website. So, I, as, like I said, my one advantage is I, I have some traffic from my band days, um, and I, you know, I also put up, you know, book trailers. Um, I, I did like a tour of the city, tour of Los Angeles music scene. That, you know, I tagged, you know, a bunch of old bands of so people looking for, you know, people who are on the nostalgia trip. You know, kind of, you know, click on for stuff like that. I mean, you know, you just you got to be creative, you know, because there's there's so much competition. I mean, it's just it's staggering <laughs> the number of books out. I mean, it's a fantastic thing of what technology has done it's made access fantastic but again it's you know we're in a real big transition period right now where you know i'm not going to play the gatekeeper you know you're not going to play the gatekeeper everybody's coming so you've got to be as creative as possible you had mentioned something bill earlier when we just first started talking about you know spending hours and hours finding out how to do marketing you know doing marketing every day but this isn't necessarily just for people that self-publish, many traditional publishers, unless the author is very well known and, you know, they'll pay for the publicity. In most cases, the traditional publishers do not spend much time or money on publicity, so therefore the author has to do a lot of their own, you know, they have to do their own work. Right. Well, in a way, I mean, again, dating back to kind of, how I've sort of tried to describe how, you know, I've gone, I've used my do-it-yourself know-how from my music days and working in, into the self-publishing marketing. And, you know, because the way it worked in, 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 the, in the old days, you know, you, you put out your own record, 
you went on tour on your, on your own, and you promoted yourself, and I kind of look at it the same thing. When I came to the book, it's like, okay, I'll put out my own, and I will show the publishers that, you know, I can do half the work, I can promote myself, I can, I'll can, i show them I know how to make people care about this book. I'll do as many interviews as I can, because if there's one thing I know how to do is I know how for my band days to be interviewed, and I know how to make people care for what I create. And so I, I basically, self-publishing, promoting my book is all about kind of like this massive audition to prove to the publisher I already can do half your work. I'm, I come ready, and um, so I'm not. I'm not really a self self-published author careerist. I have ambition, and I, I do want to jump to a publisher. If it doesn't happen, I won't cry over it. I'll just keep fighting. But you know, if somebody is interested in it, I, I can show them I'm ready, and that's kind of the way I've operated. Yeah, there are a lot of success stories that work exactly how you mentioned. Now, I'm guessing from your music days, you have connections with people in radio still? Or tell us a little about your strategy for getting interviews on radio. Uh, now, are you talking about in the old days or now? Well, I'm thinking about right now. Maybe you're leaning on people now that you knew back in the day. Or, or how, what's your strategy? You know, full disclosure, you know, Divine Weeks was not a commercial act. We were we were an alternative act. So, you know, my my connections, as it were, are, are uh, you know, the landscape that we were we were operating in. You know, it's it's in what would be categorized in the uh, relative success banner. <laughs> and so, sure. you know, a lot of college radio and you know, public radio and whatnot. So. I, I can only do what I can do. Uh, some of the resources have dried up over the years. Some are still plugging it out. You know, of course, uh, I, I use everything I know. Um, how do I approach them? You know, just by being fearless and not being afraid of a rejection is basically the answer. I mean, I, I just I spend all day looking for contact people, and not just anybody. I mean, I'm really looking for the right people because I think it's really a mistake just to bombard people and because it, it makes them feel like you haven't spent any time because if you're just, if you're, you know, because people get pitches all the time. It's like, why would you even think of pitching it to me? And they'll just, they won't even respond to that, just immediately to the spam file. But, I mean, if you try to make it personal, call them by their first name, look for, you know, what their resume is or, or what type of stuff they're doing. I mean, it really, maybe they're still going to ignore you, but, I mean, if they... If they're in a good mood, at least they see that you've, you've spent some time, you know, looking into the type of person that you're pitching to. Sure. And uh, so you start with maybe a list of uh, radio stations that are friendly to alternative formats or have an interest right. in that? or that, that would certainly be one. Um, you know, podcast, same deal, indie, indie music related or something that has a, an affinity for an alternative vent, um, you know, stuff like that, if we're just talking radio, yeah. Have you uh, thought about, you know, hosting your own podcast or being a, you know, regular guest host or co-host I, gig, that kind of thing? Yeah, I, I have, but what I'm actually going to do, I'm actually just starting right now <clears throat> a, a blog that's sort of like a, a help site for young bands. Or not right, yeah, yeah. Out, but also touring, and uh, there's probably going to be something like that uh, connected to that. I'm just literally starting that this week. Awesome. 
Yeah. Have you actually uh, hired a publicist before, or has this all all been, you know, double grease? I have not done it yet. Uh, you know, I think the, the million-dollar question for all self-published authors is, you know, what is money well spent? You know, and I don't think there's a definitive answer to that. I mean, I've spoken with several high res- highly respected publicists who specialize in self-published books and who understand this new era. Um, I've held off so far because I just I haven't come to grips with it. I mean, on my own, I've gotten a lot of good reviews, and um, of course, the ironic thing is, I mean, one publicist could score you one spot on NPR, and, and you know that appearance could probably score you more sales than six months of your own work. I mean, hell, getting on Oprah turned nobody's into bestsellers for God's sake. I mean, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, the thing that, like we were talking about. Uh, earlier, I mean, the thing you have to be careful of is a lot of publicists talk about how they've scored TV appearances or whatever for self-published authors, but the majority of them are self-help types. And I just you yeah. can't compare self-help authors to fiction or, or non-fiction memoir writers like myself. Uh, and, you know, you don't hear them touting those success stories, you know. Right. You know. You know, so you got to be really careful. Careful, and you got to, like I said, it's just like like I was talking earlier. You got to really research, know who you're pitching to, and um, and even then, I mean, at the end of a six-week campaign where the publicist sends you a lot of email updates, making you feel like a big shot. When it's yeah. all said and done, you basically all that's happened is your bank accounts got smaller. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Really, nothing. You know. Yeah. But, uh like press release service to use those those kind of old school techniques. Yeah, a, a couple. Um, jury's out, I think, on that one. What do you think? Well, I did score. Uh, one author got two cable appearances on on pretty big, well, reasonable cable books. But I think well, it was more of a lucky timing thing. Well, th- I mean, that's part of it too. I mean, <laughs> without yeah. luck, where would we be? Absolutely. How about, uh, I mean, beyond the bookstore, have you done thought about, you know, maybe college appearances or kinds of speaking at rugby clubs or anything like that? Well, yeah, actually, uh, it's funny you mention that because one of the big themes in my book, or shall I say, uh, the analogy, the main analogy I've kind of made of what the book is about is it's kind of like this, moment at the crossroads, you know, where, you know, either you got it fire your shot or you're going to fold up your tent and go home. And so, you know, I've sort of made this, this analogy about how it's kind of like when you're just getting out of school, you know, you're 22 and you've got the whole world in, in front of you and you know, you're trying to decide, should I take take my buddy's offer up and, and go backpacking in Europe or should I take, you know, my uncle's job uh, at his paint store, you know. So it's like it's like this moment at the crossroads, and so when you mention the colleges or high schools, you know it's like that's that's something I think is a real market or, or an audience for my book because I, this this book is really for you know like, like that the perils of sitting on your dreams, you know if not now then yeah. when. Bill, so yeah, that's Bill. I noticed that uh, you chose not to put your print book on Amazon.com. But you do have a Kindle version on there, and I would like to know why your print book isn't on Amazon. Yeah, is why my print book is not on Amazon? Yes. Uh, because 
there was a technical glitch in the cover. It, it's it's uh, it's a technical problem. It'll be there very shortly. Oh, okay. I just wondered if yeah. there was maybe some reason that you chose not to put no, it no. in the book. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a technical thing. Okay. Great. So you do believe... The source of great angst and, and uh, teeth gnashing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, I'm sure. So. I'll tell you about my big wonder. I just issued a book, and, and I mistyped the price. It came out to be $1,695. And I'm stuck with it for 30 days because they won't let me teach the price. Oh, no. Oh, God, I've heard about that, too. That is horrible. So, but you can get it for thirty percent off. It's only twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. <laughs> Bill, is there anything before we close that you would like to tell our listeners that maybe we haven't uh, covered? You know, as a self-published DIY. Well, you know, all I can really say is it's just kind of something I was alluding to before. Just make sure it's right. You know, make sure you're completely at peace with it before. You put it out. I mean, I know it's exciting, you know, to press, publish, but I mean, you know, you just you got to make sure it's right, you know, <laughs> and, and, and not just for editing and proofreading, but uh, just peace of mind. But um, it's like I, I'm, I'm around a lot of musicians who, you know, they want to be validated. You know, here, listen to my song, make me feel whole. You know what I mean? And it's like. You can't put yourself in that position of standing there like you're waiting for uh, you know somebody to drop something in your beggar's bowl. You know, it's like you got to make sure it's right and that you're totally at peace with it. And then you know whatever happens, it's, it's you can truly say it's beyond me now. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, that's that's always been my feeling about whether it be music or writing or writing a book or whatever. It's like I have to feel completely like unshakable about this thing I created. No one can possibly, you know, destroy me. That's just sort of like my thing. And that's a really good um, tip, a really good tip, which <laughs> some authors are not able to do that. So I'm glad that you did mention that, and I encourage anybody that's listening that if they're sort of on the line that, you know, it's, it's, I think you've got a really good point. Bill, what is your website address? Well, it's uh, www.33daysthebook.com. All right. There you go, listeners. And uh, if you'd like to get a hold of Bill and ask him any questions about, you know, maybe something we haven't covered in this episode, and I know that he is available to chat with you. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks a lot, Bill, for uh, giving us all this information and uh, encouraging self-published authors to take that step and go ahead and publish their books. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, you really tell it like it is. All right. You've been listening to another podcast edition of Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. Stay tuned for the next episode, Dion McInnes, turning memoirs, autobiography, and short stories into nonfiction books. We'd love to hear from you about tonight's show. Please send us your questions and comments to info at authorsaccess.com. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. For Irene Watson, I'm Victor Volkman, wishing you all a good evening.